From the Wall Street Journal, here are five things you need to know in what's news. Trump signs revised travel ban. People from six Muslim-majority nations will be barred from entering the U.S. for 90 days, though travelers holding valid visas will be exempted under a scaled-back executive order signed Monday by President Donald Trump. FBI asks Justice Department to rebut wiretap claim. The FBI asked the Justice Department to publicly rebut President Donald Trump's claim that he was wiretapped by his predecessor. Furor over Russia's hacking puts congressional Republicans on hot seat. Can the GOP lead a fair, bipartisan investigation of not only the campaign that brought Trump into office, but also of his Democratic predecessor? Gerald F. Seib explores. Supreme Court tells lower court to reconsider transgender bathroom case in light of Trump move. The Supreme Court canceled March arguments over a transgender student's bathroom access, the latest aftershock of Trump administration moves to undo the legal and policy legacy of former President Barack Obama. Facebook, rushing into live video, wasn't ready for its dark side. Mark Zuckerberg gave employees two months to roll out Facebook Live, which is wrestling a year later with how to censor violence and has lackluster viewership, some video partners say. From the Wall Street Journal, here are five things you need to know in tech. Facebook, rushing into live video, wasn't ready for its dark side. Nearly a year after Facebook Live's rollout, the company is wrestling with how to censor violent live streaming. Two months in lockdown. Uber chief Travis Kalanick rides out recent storms. Some investors say negative headlines reveal leadership woes at ride-sharing company. Fake goods on Alibaba hurt U.S. small businesses. Despite Jack Ma's pledge to champion U.S. small firms, many struggle to get counterfeits removed from Taobao, which landed back on U.S. notorious list. Samsung's scandal deepens as South Korean prosecutors detail allegations. E.J. Yong accused of requesting more favors from President Park Geun-hye than previously disclosed. Jeff Bezos expected to unveil further plans for private space exploration. Amazon chief likely to disclose new initiatives for his Blue Origin space venture. From the markets section of the Wall Street Journal, everything the market thinks about inflation might be wrong, by John Sindrew. No number is more important for investors right now than inflation. The belief that it will continue to rise underpins the recent rally in financial stocks and the slump in government bonds. It is key to commodities, currencies, and more. Yet investors are in a quandary. Theories used to forecast it just don't seem to work. I don't think we know what inflation is. It takes so many different forms, said David Lafferty, chief strategist at Natixis Global Asset Management, which manages about $900 billion. Inflation is this year's wild card, Mr. Lafferty said. For decades, the assumption has been that central banks have the ultimate handle on inflation. When inflation goes up, they raise interest rates to quell it. When it goes down, they lower the rates. Investors care a lot because bond yields broadly track interest rates. They need to predict inflation levels as well as how central banks would react. Neither is easy, and it just got more complicated. After years of post-crisis monetary experimentation, it's not even clear central bankers can do much about inflation at all. On Friday, five top economists presented a paper at a monetary policy conference saying the main gauges policymakers typically use to understand inflation, such as slack in the labor market, don't actually explain it. 
What's more, the last several years of extraordinary monetary policy have shaken a theory that had held sway for decades in financial markets. American economist Milton Friedman's view that inflation is ultimately a function of how much money a central bank prints. That theory posits that if the economy has only two apples and two dollars, each apple has to be worth one dollar. When the central bank issues two more dollars, there is suddenly two dollars for every apple. Inflation. And what people think inflation will be in the future is crucial. Workers will bargain harder for pay raises if they believe prices will rise faster in the years to come. Yet after the 2008 crisis hit, central banks in developed economies slashed interest rates and printed trillions of dollars, euros, pounds, and yen. Many investors and policymakers believed inflation and a sell-off of government bonds would soon follow. I thought we'd see inflation before authorities could respond, said James Athey, a fund manager at Aberdeen Asset Management. So confident was one former Eurozone central bank governor that, over dinner in late 2013, he made a 10 Hong Kong dollar bet, pegged by the government at one U.S. dollar and 29 cents, with economics professor Ken Kuttner that money printing would cause inflation to soar. It didn't. In fact, economists who study central bank operations broadly believe that the amount of money created is a consequence of rising prices, not the cause. That is, if the price of apples goes from one to two dollars, the central bank will eventually need to issue more money to prevent money from getting scarce and interest rates from skyrocketing. I think I can count those ten Hong Kong dollars as money in the bank, said Mr. Kuttner of Williams College. Mr. Athey laments not having bet heavily on U.S. Treasury bonds, which have been on a roll since 2008. The bond investor community in aggregate for a long time got that wrong. Friday's research also found little connection between people's expectations of future inflation and what prices actually turn out to be. The reality check for economic theory goes further.